The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks from the Marks Group. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you? Been doing good. How are you? I'm I'm good. Good. Glad to hear that. We're going to talk about TV shows after this. Uh, yes. As well? After after we answer this important question yep. about um, enticing new clients. Yes. We're going to talk about your TV show. Well, we'll have a word of the day, and then uh, the TV shows. Because last time uh, we talked about uh, El Camino. Yes. Yeah, with the breaking about, but I've got I got plenty more. Okay. okay. But you're going to have to wait for the end. I'm going to have to wait. You know what? Forget about these small business questions. Let's <laughs> go right to the TV shows. Great. Yeah. Okay. So after a word from our sponsor, we are going to come back and talk about enticing new clients to a very niche business. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back. Our question is from... Gabrielle in, is this Hawaii? It's Hawaii. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. By the way, it's Lee Hugh, Hawaii. I wasn't even going yeah, to go would, there. Yeah, I've, okay. I've never been anyway. There. Have you ever for... been to Hawaii? No, have you? It is. We were talking over lunch about places that you got to go and visit. Hawaii is absolutely beautiful. See, so my take on Hawaii is if you live on the West Coast, it's kind of like going to the Caribbean if you live on the East Coast. Yeah. But it's way more beautiful than the Caribbean. It's really, and it's really, you know, and it's a long way from California. I mean, yeah, it's it like is. four or five hour flight to get there. Yeah. But it is a uh, highly recommended, and it's one, of, one that combines, I mean, great beaches, but there's like a ton of like cool, adventurous stuff you can do. And I yeah. know you, you like adventurous stuff. I do. So you will love Hawaii. Great. Okay. Okay. So Gabrielle's question <laughs> is, my husband and I recently started a commercial home repair and cleaning business. Mm. We cater to property managers that have hundreds of vacation rentals. That's a great business. How do we get our clients to want to sign a contract with us? What incentives can we offer? And how do we approach or broach the subject with them. Right. So so just to make this uh, clear, so Gabrielle, she's got this business. She's going to, um, she, she, her customers are like property managers. Right. So, and her customers are property managers and the property managers manage multiple like vacation properties. So she's like, okay, we, we want to sign these people on for a you know, longer term contract, you know, yes. for cleaning. So for starters, um, the, the good news is, is that she's in an industry where that's a kind of a normal thing to do. You know, it's not like she, when she does propose this idea, it's not like it's going to come out of left field or be something, an unusual thing. I think most property managers would be familiar with uh, companies that provide, you know, cleaning services and on a contract basis. So I have a few thoughts on that. Number one is, first of all, is um, before you offer anything, I think you should be doing some market research and checking out what your uh, competitors are offering. Because clearly you're not the only cleaning service in town. So there are, I'm sure there are others and they have websites and they have customers that they're using and it might be worth... Um, do they do- have websites? Yeah. Cleaning services have websites. Everybody has websites nowadays. Okay. You know, I mean, it's, this is so, you can find out like what they offer, you know, some people might share their costs. You might, you know, call up customers or other people that might be using other cleaning services and uh, find out like what kind of services they're getting. In other words, do your homework first before you make any kind of a pitch. Um, secondly, I, it's a... Um, it is really, really important 
that if you're going to pitch a long-term contract, you do it as early as possible. So, um, and I've made that mistake, you know, with clients, like, you know, I'll go and do a project because we're a service business and we're charging by the hour. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'd really, you know, this would really be better for like a long-term contract or whatever. But it's almost like too late because the client is used to paying by the hour. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a tough topic to introduce. So the other piece of advice that I have is, um, and I have others besides this, but um, you should, you, you, you need to introduce this like straight on. So when you bring on a new client or a prospective new client and they want to hire you to do cleaning, uh, you should be saying right from the very beginning, yes, we do the service and um, you know we have long-term contracts and this is what they're like or this is what they cost and this is what they are and whatever. So that's also you know very important thing. As far as incentives to offer, um, to me, I think the biggest incentive that any business can offer is to give something away for free, you know, because... Yeah, we've talked about this before. In the end, people want to, um, you know, they... they you know, they 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 want to trust you. They don't know you particularly as like Gabrielle's company, and she's she's just starting up, and uh, you know, they don't, she doesn't have any kind of a track record. So it would, you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sort of pony up a little bit, right? And and say like, listen, you know, we would like you to sign up for the long term contract. If you sign up with us, um, you know, we'll give you your first month for free. And after the first month, for example, if you don't want to move forward. We understand you have to be another, put the onus on yourself to deliver. You know what I mean? And show that you can do a good job. And any prospective customer will appreciate a good free offer. Um, plus, it not only gives the customer a chance to get to know you, but it does give you a chance to get to know the customer. And if you give each other a 30-day window, um, you give yourself the ability to pull out because you're like, this guy's kind of a jerk or I don't like this place yeah. or whatever you've got, you know, an exit door that you can go through as well. So there's no better incentive than doing that. That's, you know, it's just to, to get locked on. The other big incentive is, um, you know, we all want people to commit for a long time. So if you want to ask your customer to commit, the longer the commitment, the more of a break you may want to consider doing it. So, you know, we charge $100 a month for this service. But if you sign up for two years, we'll do it for $95 a month. Yeah. Or if you do it for three years, it's $90 a month, you know, and then that way you've got it committed and they're in and they're getting the discounts and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel so. about the, the, this is kind of related, but kind of not, I like to hijack conversations. Um, this is a, this is a conversation that you have perfectly suitable to hijack. Okay, great. Yeah. Ask so away. what do you, how do you feel about the tactic of we're about to raise our rates, mm. but we'd like to lock you in? Hate to the, okay. I hate it. I think I, I mean, I, that's just so gimmicky. And I get I get not, those kind of emails all the time. Yeah. And I just and I, I get those kinds of you know emails or whatever. And I always feel like, you know, like washing my hands after I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, just kind of whatever. Like, you know, don't threaten me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It should, I think that it should be the other way around. Instead of pointing a gun to somebody and saying, we're going to raise our rates if you don't, you know, you want to sign up now. Um, it's so much nicer a pitch to say, we'd like you to see how great we are. Um, so let us do some work for you for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever. And we're not even going to charge you. And then after that, if you like us, we'd like, you know, we'll give you the opportunity to sign on. It's the other thing to keep in mind is particularly for a service like these guys, a cleaning service. Do you, do you know what the puppy dog clothes is? You love dogs. I you do love dogs. So, I can't believe we haven't talked about our dogs. In yeah, a long time. I, we haven't. And that's a whole other conversation. But we yeah. have TV shows to talk about. Okay. Elizabeth. All right. So continue. we got to prioritize. The puppy what? The puppy dog clothes is this. If you, if I'm, if I'm a, if I run a pet store. Oh, the clothes. Let, yeah, the okay. clothes. I don't even know. Do they let pet stores operate still in Connecticut? I know sometimes pet stores are. 
you know, I haven't seen one that actually sells puppies in a long time because, you know, puppy mill puppies. Same a breeder, okay, and you come and you're interested in a puppy. If I give you a puppy and say, take the puppy home for a weekend, and if you don't like the puppy, bring it back on Monday, right? Who's going to do that? No. You know, and people no. are going to keep the puppy, of course. It's Obviously. the pup grades. Yeah. The puppy dog clothes. You let the people live with the product for a bit, and then the likelihood of them returning is less. It's the same thing when you've got a service like Gabrielle's cleaning service. You know, you give them a month, say, look, let, let us get in there and start doing stuff for a month. They get used to, you know, remember there's a little bit of commitment on the customer side. Then too, you're to operating do that. At, at a big loss for a it's new. Not, it depends. I mean, if the numbers have to work. I'm not saying you should do this if you're gonna if it's gonna put you out of business by any means, but um, you know I think it's a risk worth taking, and you've got to be the judge as to how much of a, that risk that you're willing to take. You know, mm-hmm. and by the way, there are as you get better and you have more of a reputation and you've got more references to give and more volume, then you've got an ability to go and you know say no, we're, we're not doing any free month thing. You want yeah. to sign up with us? But she said specifically, you know what I mean, that, you know, what in, you know, incentives can we offer? And she just started this business. So, you know, she's got to sort of put some skin in the game, you know, and that's what I would recommend that she does. Great. How I, I hope I've answered Gabrielle's question. I've, I, I hope I I've answered that question have. so well that she invites me to stay in her home in <laughs> Lihu, Hawaii. Yeah. And then... Um, and gives you a puppy. Yeah, and gives me... No puppies. But I'd like to go and stay in Hawaii. Hawaii is really nice. Okay. Well, email us back if, if that's... Yes, Gabrielle. Open Let us know if that Jean. helps. Um, okay. So we will be right back with Jean's Word of Brilliance after we hear from our sponsor. Mm. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. Okay, and we're back with Gene's Word of Brilliance, followed by his TV recommendations. Yes, okay, but, okay, so it's not, this time it's not a word of brilliance, it's a date of brilliance. Okay, great. The date, Elizabeth, is, is the year 146 B.C., 146 <laughs> BC. BC. Yes. Okay, so I'm currently reading a book about Cleopatra right oh, now, okay. and I feel like she lived. You're getting the time. there. I'm not a little but bit before I, her time. Okay, you're getting closer. But the Crusades. No, it's not that the Crusades happened the way Roman in the, like, in like the 50. Yeah, so it was before the Roman Empire. So let me just okay. let me paint this. Uh, 146 BC is a very very important year if you run a small business, and here's the reason why. In 146 BC. Rome had not started their empire yet. They were still a republic. That one year, they defeated the Carthaginians, which was the end of the Third Punic War. They had been fighting with the Carthaginians for like hundreds of years. Okay. And that same year, they also defeated the Aegean League, which was the League of like Greek states as well. Both big, huge victories that year. And that was the last year for like 600 years that Rome had an external force that was like an external uh, army? You know, army or competitor that really threatened their existence. Okay. And it was that year that Rome actually started to decline. And the reason why it started to decline you need is competition. because- Yeah, you hit it right on the head. 
For Sorry, the next, I took, I like grabbed not, it no, right good away. For, you. <laughs> for the next like 500 years, Rome was beset by, um, it was, it was stagnation rather than growth. The, the, it was emperor fighting, dictator fighting internal battles because there was no external enemy to fight anymore. And it was a great disparity between the wealthy and the poor. And the empire itself really actually began its decline. I mean, it, you know, it was, it, it was powerful for a while, but because it had no, no technological process, progress the way it was going. It was no longer a democracy soon after that. Um, the lesson is this, and you hit it right on the head. Um, competitors are good, right? When you have a competitor, it, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you hungry. It keeps you lean. It helps you grow. It helps you expand as a business. There, you know, c- competition is, is really what fuels your future. And when you don't have competition, you stagnate, just like Rome did. Um, and when Rome did that after 146 BC, there was stagnation, obviously, caused the deaths of a lot of people and starvation and poverty in a lot of places and a lot of bad things. Um, obviously, those repercussions hopefully would not happen with a small business. But the idea is still the idea. Is yeah, still we the same. hope that no small businesses would cause wide like, set famine and, uh, yeah. and, and, and killings. Um, but at the same time, not having competition um, is a very big thing. And if you want a really good example of that, look at Rome in 146 BC. So That's you have competition. I do. And so when I look at them quite often as to what they're doing, I don't. Does it, does it just give you a stomach ache? To yeah. Look at that. Frankly, like, yeah. Ugh. Frankly, yeah. When yeah. I see other people there, when I see people beating me at something or if they're, if I lose a client to a competitor. Or they're um, just doing something better and you're like, oh, I wish I had thought of I that hate first. Them. And whenever yeah. anybody says that they're, you know, we're friendly competitors or we, I hate all of my competitors. <laughs> I just, I don't like them. They're t- and I always look at them like they're, they're taking food out of my children's mouth. Oh my God. Because they have, they won some piece of business away from me that I should have had. But I got an issue. It's the competition that has kept me um, on my toes. Yeah, definitely. So, it, competition is important. All right. Give us another TV recommendation. We're talking about Rome. And you're going to laugh, but I just watched a 40-year-old show because I got into this whole Rome thing. Right? Okay. I've been listening to this whole great podcast on Rome as well. Well, what's and, the podcast? Well, the podcast is called History of Rome. Okay. Which is a 190-episode podcast. Wow. How long Each are Each of them are like 15 to 20 minutes long, tracks the history of Rome from like 500 BC to 500 AD, and it is awesome. And the guy's named Mike Duncan. He's like a uh, professor of history. He's very, very great podcast. The way he, very easy to follow, whatever. He recommended, and this guy's an ancient history professor, um, watching the BBC's I, Claudius from the 1970s. Okay. And it was awesome. Really? And it was just, I mean, it was a little dated in like the way it started and ended, you know, the, the titles or the credits, or whatever. But the acting, the writing, if you want an amazing history of Roman history from the time of Augustus Caesar all the way through Claudius. So that's like three or four emperors that came and went during that period. It is, it was Augustus, it was Tiberius, it was Nero, it was Caligula, and it was Claudius. You learn so much and it's, you know, and some really famous stars are on it as young people. Really? Like John Hurt and the guy from the X-Men. I forget the ball guy from the X-Men. He's like a big, he has a full head of air in this, uh, in this show because it's the 70s. Yeah. Um, but it was a fantastic show. So I, Claudius is a show that I recommend. It is on Amazon Prime. 
That's awesome. my recommendation. Learn a little history. All right. And then I will recommend, I'm reading um, this book called Cleopatra, A Life by D- Stacey Schiff. Good, look at us. With I the whole know. history and the whole I know. Really? We happen to be into that same time right? frame at the Her same time. Her and Mark Anthony and yeah, Freddie Caesar. It's very, and, it's wow, really Augustus. interesting. It's very dramatic, but not in the way that you usually think of Cleopatra. It's like she actually went back and like did the research instead of relying on like Hollywood version. Right. right. So it's really interesting. She was a very powerful woman. She was the one that very caused. Smart. She cost Mark Antony the emperorship. Yep. You know, because he, you know, it, anyway. So yeah, it is a. Uh, that's a cool book. I'll check it yeah. out. All right. So we will be back in a couple weeks with our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's re- that really helps get the word out if you're enjoying this. And also make sure to submit a question on our website, smallbizahead.com. Look for podcasts and you will see the submit a question button there. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.